Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Shia. We talk about how she called off her engagement, how she was able to call in her partner, and what inspired her to become a chef. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Gia, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story. Tell me about any career changes you've had. How did you get to the place you're at right now? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be uh, to be chatting with you for your podcast as well. Um, so I'm Gia. I'm based in New York City. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, and my first career was in marketing um, and consulting and data analytics. So I do I love math, uh, which is very surprising for creative people. But I just I really love math. So that was what got me there in my first career. Um, and through a crazy, you know, personal development, personal developmental, like turn of events, I ended up changing my career, breaking up with my ex-fiance and moving to New York City all within my mid twenties to kind of shake things up and change my direction and kind of break out of the mold that I had wanted to, or that I had envisioned for myself for so long. Awesome. And what was it like breaking off your engagement and how long did you know each other? What was your relationship like? So Jacob and I were together for five years before we broke up and broke off our engagement. We met in college. We were each in Greek life. He was in Kappa Sig. I was in Delta Gamma. Um, and we, uh, we ended up meeting through, um, a mutual best friend who I studied abroad with and who was on his freshman floor. And we hit it off really quickly and, you know, dated through college. And then once we graduated, we moved in together and we lived together for about two years. And during that last year was when I kind of, I think I hit a roadblock with my career and that really sent me into like a personal development, like awakening, I guess you could call it. I really was not happy with the person that I was and I, I felt that 
I had lost track of my values in life and I was really just kind of like chasing a paycheck and my job at the time had me working about 60 to 70 hour weeks and I I was, you know, my clients were big box retailers that didn't really have, you know, a, I guess a greater mission to like make the world better, which is something that I realized over the past five years that's really important to me in like the brands that I work with. I kind of felt myself growing out of the person that I had been for so long. And so when I was 23, that was kind of when I hit this breaking point of, you know, I woke up, we were eight months into our engagement. We had gotten engaged in December of 2015 and we had our whole wedding planned and the year like pre-anniversary I woke up and I just had this gut feeling and I was just like I can't get married to this person and the next day at work I called my dad and I was like I don't know what to do like I have this feeling and I have never felt I've never like known something so well without having like the background you know like I was just like I, I know this in my whole body that like I cannot get married in a year to this person. And I, you know, don't think that we're aligned on our future goals. And so that kind of, you know, I, I feel really lucky because I had, I had my parents who were really, really supportive throughout the whole thing. And they didn't just blindly support me and be like, okay, sure. They were like, you know what? Relationships are really hard and I understand getting cold feet. So you should, you know, as an adult, talk to your partner about it. And so that was something that, you know, I, we ended up having about three months of conversations of, you know, what are each of our goals? How do we see our life going? I was very unhappy in my career and he was very happy in his. We were both consultants and we were both working really long hours. So it was compatible in that sense. But I think where our souls were heading were just two different directions. And it was, it was really, it was a lot of anxiety because we had all of our deposits in for every vendor. We had this wedding fully planned and all of our friends were, you know, we had a lot of mutual friends because we dated for three years in college. And so most of my friends at that point were also his friends. And I was like thinking to myself, well, if I break up with him, I basically lose my life. You know, I lose my social life. I lose the comfort and security of having a two income household. I don't know what's next for me. And it was really, really scary. But you know, after I think in it was about a week before Thanksgiving, and we had had really long talks. And he had kind of like come a little bit towards me and was like, Okay, like I'm, I'm down with like your goals of traveling. I'm down with your goals of like leaving like the corporate world. And at that point, I was like, Okay, you know what, like, actually, even if we do align, like, you're not, you're not going to be able to get here to where I am and where my goals are, even if you say you are, like you're going to be unhappy. And if I try to fit into the mold of your life, then I'm going to be unhappy. So it was either one of us had to sacrifice a huge part of who we are to be with that other person. And I think that at that point, it was super, super clear to me. And I just, I had called my best friend who lived about a block and a half away from me in South Boston. I was like, okay, I think this is the time. I think it's actually happening. And I packed up my bags and I went over there and I was, and I had, I had told him, I was like, you know what, this isn't, this can't work anymore. And it was tough because we, we had just moved into a new apartment and we had signed a long lease in that apartment. So, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like financial insecurities that came with, with breaking it off that I hadn't really like thought about because 
I, I'm not a financial person and he was a financial consultant. So he would handle like all of that stuff and like all the contracts. And I was like, okay, well now I have to find an apartment and I don't know how to do that. And you know, it, it definitely was craziest couple months of my life as far as like my mental sanity. I was like, I felt like I was breaking out of something and moving on to something so much bigger and something that really allowed me to be myself. But at the same time, there were so many fears of moving out on my own for the first time and not having someone to be there, you know, in the hard days. And I think that as tough as relationships are, you know, it's a two-way street. And I think that like, even though we didn't work out, there were a lot of good parts of the relationship that I missed when we broke it off. Because after five years, it's hard to be alone. And what's the biggest thing you learned from that relationship? I think the biggest thing I learned from that relationship was that someone else believing in you and someone else seeing all the good and loving you is not enough. You have to have love emanating for yourself from within yourself. And you have to believe all of these good things about yourself and trust that you are like relying on someone else to give you that confidence is never going to result in confidence in yourself. And that was, that was the biggest thing I learned. What helped you deal with anxiety during that time? My cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, definitely a crazy cat lady. I, I loved having my cats there. Like I have one, uh, one cat Remy who's more snuggly than any other cat. And he plays fetch like a dog. And he, I had adopted him at five weeks old, the September before I broke up. So I had him for the last three months of the relationship. And then after that, we were just like attached to the hip. I was like, I need you all the time, all the cuddles. And like taking care of another living being was something that provided structure to my life that I otherwise wouldn't have had moving out on my own. Like, I feel like if I didn't have that responsibility, I probably would have ended up in a, a deep depression and like a deep anxious like downward spiral just because there wasn't anything else where I could focus my attention so having my cats was really a good way to focus my energy in a positive thing in my life and what was your introduction to personal development what podcast did you get into what book what was the starting point? So the starting point was uh, reading Jensen Saro's You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Yourself and Live an Awesome Life. And I purchased it probably like six months into living on my own. I think for the first six months of moving out and living on my own, it was just like a t- total shit show. Like I was just trying to survive and trying to deal with the emotions. So I didn't really have a chance to start personally working on myself until the summer of 2017. Um, And that was when I read, that was when I started to read the book. And I remember, I think it was maybe chapter five or chapter six. And she was like, think about, you know, what, what careers you like, what you want to like, what excites you about the world and what careers you see your friends having that are exciting to you. And I was just like, well, it's certainly not consulting and data analytics. So I got to go a little bit more inward. And shortly after I read it, my best friend Paris gave me the secret. She was like, I think now you're ready for this. And it took me about eight months to fully read it, even though it's a really short book. It's the the text is huge. I should be embarrassed about that. But I think it was more of just like 
getting into the idea of manifesting and like having the control over my subconscious, something that took a little bit of mastery. So I kind of layered in at first when I read you were a badass, I started to do my daily affirmations, my daily gratitude. And for six months, that was about it. And then once I started to, once I read the secret, I was like, I don't know. This seems a little bit strange. Like this is a little bit too woo woo for me. Like I've been unintentionally manifesting for my entire life. Like everything that I have really believed that I had, I've gotten, you know, my first job out of college was at the time, my dream job. It was for this boutique marketing company and they had great clients and I, I knew it was really competitive But after I interviewed, I was like, this is mine. Like, I'm going to get this job. I know that, you know, I I didn't do super well my freshman year of college. So I didn't have the GPA, the average that I needed or that, like they said, was their minimum. But I was like, you know what? I was like, this is mine. Like, this is the job that I'm going to be at. I'm going to be waking up and driving to this job every single day. And so that was... And I, and I got it. I didn't have to interview for any other job. It was the first and only job that I applied to after college. Um, and so I had realized over time, I was like, anytime that I really, really do believe in something, it does come true. If I like, if I kind of like quiet that self doubt. And so that was the moment where I was like, okay, I need to start really investing in like my personal development and kind of using the tools or finding the tools that can help me manifest the life that I want. Mm -hmm. And what's your favorite thing that you've manifested so far? I think my husband, definitely. I have to say that. I I think it was similar to other things. It was very accidental. I think while I was with my ex, I, I tried very hard to appreciate all the things that my ex brought to the table, but I was always dreaming of more. Like, he would be perfect if... Like, you know, if he just was a little bit more thoughtful, if he surprised me, if he was more romantic, like, I would love that, you know? And I think over time, wishing for all of those things that, you know, when I had, it's funny, my two biggest relationships have been through meeting them through mutual friends. But when I moved out, I ended up becoming neighbors with Matt, my husband, and my close friend from work was one of his close friends from college. And he was like, you guys both have cats. You both like Star Wars and you live a block away. Like you need to meet each other. You're going to have a lot in common. And we did. And, you know, at the time I definitely was not ready for a relationship whatsoever. And I don't think he was either. And so we ended up just being friends for a long time. And he checked off so many boxes, but I was pretty blind to it at the time, I think would be a good way to say it. Just because I wasn't really focusing on, you know, developing a relationship, like a strong relationship with someone romantically after just coming off of a five-year relationship. So, you know, that it was a slow, slow uptick to get to, to where we are now. But I'm so grateful that I had wished for him for so long and that he just came along to me. What was your first impression of him? You know, I have to admit, I don't remember because I met him on New Year's Eve and I had gotten engaged on the previous New Year's Eve. So I was an absolute mess and I blacked out. But my second impression of him when he came over uh, the next day to me to check in on me to see if I was okay, um, I was just blown away with his thoughtful, like caring nature Um, and just so surprised that after me being such a mess that he would even still want to be friends with me and 
just right off the bat, just a very forgiving person. (laughs) And what was the turning point from friends to more than friends? So about a year and a couple months into our friendship, we, I think the feelings were starting to develop on both sides, but I was still not really thinking that I was ready for a relationship at that time. Um, and we were on a bar crawl, a 90s bar crawl. <laughs> and um, he had a heart to heart with one of my best friends who had been telling me that I should date him for a very long time. And towards the end of the night, he was just like, I'm in love with you. I love you so much. We belong together. We are like Jack and Rebecca and this is us. My mom knows it. Our friends know it. We are meant to be. And I was just like, holy shit. (laughs) And and it was like four days before Valentine's Day. And I was just like reeling. I was like, I definitely have feelings for you, but I don't know if it's this much. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And um, I was like, okay, I need space. I took a couple days of space. He sent me flowers on Valentine's Day. We ended up talking, having like a really deep and long talk. And it was, it was a very like all of a sudden we were just friends and all of a sudden we were dating because we had a really long talk and I was like, I don't want to lose you as a friend or lose you as someone in my life because you're so special in my life. And he kind of pointed out that he's like, well, if you don't want to lose me in your life, then wouldn't dating and being together for the long term just be the right choice? And so we we dove straight in and we took a huge risk um, and it turned out to, to be the best risk I've ever taken. <laughs> How do you propose? He proposed super sweetly um, in our apartment. We had had, um, I was in culinary school, so my schedule was kind of wacky. I was volunteering after my classes, and I had class uh, 8 a.m. to noon every day of the, every weekday. Um, so I was exhausted all the time, and we ended up the first nice day of 2019 we went out to Brooklyn and we got donuts, we got pizza, we went to a plant store and we walked around and then we came back to the apartment and watched a movie. And at the end of the night, he proposed. And I remember he was saying all these really nice things that I forgot immediately. Uh, But the first thing out of my mouth was, why are you acting so weird? (laughs) And then a couple of seconds later, he was like, because will you marry me? (laughs) It was so sweet. And how did you get into cooking? So I got into cooking in the middle of all of this, you know, romance, I guess you call it drama. Um, I was, as I said earlier, I was feeling really burned out in my career and wasn't really sure what to do. I, at my consulting job, I was um, the fundraising and volunteer coordinator, like as like a little side um, side piece of my work. And so I had worked with St. Francis House, which is a day shelter in Boston, serving um, underemployed and unemployed people during the day. So instead of hosting them in beds, they offer showers that you can use, mailboxes, and breakfast and lunch. Um, so at the point at which I was, you know, kind of thinking about quitting my job, I wasn't sure what was next. Um, and I had tried to get a job in like some sort of like fundraising capacity, but the experience that you need for that was not the experience I had. So I quit my job. I was like, okay, 
I just need to do something else. And I was like, there's a lot of volunteer shifts at St. Francis House, so let me occupy my time there. And even though I'm really, really not a morning person whatsoever, I would get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. every day and just be so excited to get to the kitchen and to start prepping for breakfast service and lunch service. And even like the really bad jobs, like dishwashing duty, I was so about it. I was so happy to be seeing people's faces after they ate the food that I helped cook. Like it filled me up with so much joy and I realized that I needed to do that for the rest of my life. What's your favorite dishes to make? Um, Well, I love to experiment with vegetables. I think a lot of like my dishes end up being experimentations, either gone well or gone wrong. Um, (laughs) So, but I think I've recently had a really big obsession with corn risotto. Um, Corn just came back into season and I ended up getting a bunch of it in my Imperfect Foods box. They're like one of those box companies where they send you all of the goods that are not good enough to go to the grocery stores. Um, And so I got some corn from that and I was like, okay, like how can I go beyond corn on the cob? And I love making mushroom risotto. So I was like, let me combine risotto with corn and see how it works. And so I absolutely love it. Um, I pack it in with some scallions too, to kind of add more freshness for the summer. Um, And then another thing that I've been making recently that I absolutely love because it's so insanely simple is just like almost like a formula for miso soup, um, which is whatever stock I've made that week with a little bit of miso. And then I'll just put in basically whatever I have that's about to go bad so that I don't waste food. So last week it was lacinato kale and some tofu. I put in scallions and a little bit of mushrooms and onions. And it was so delicious and surprisingly not super heavy like even though it's warmer out now I feel like nobody really eats soup in the summer but it's a great way to get rid of or not get rid of but consume vegetables that you don't want to go to waste and what's your favorite dessert oh man I love cream puffs so much dairy does not agree with me but there's something about a cream puff that's so good I cannot get enough of cream puffs but actually I do I also really like donuts donuts are really fun to make um and they're really delicious and what's your favorite part of cooking feeding people for sure that's that's the best is to get feedback whether it's good or bad and just it's almost like tangible art like I feel like whenever I'm creating something like I'm putting my heart on the plate and I'm putting all of my ideas and all of my inspiration into something and you know, the hard work that I do, the physical work, the mind work, and then to be able to give that to someone and have that be their meal, like it's such an essential need to eat. So to give someone that essential human need is like something that's just so fulfilling. What's something that you're currently learning right now? I am learning about sourdough starter. (laughs) So like most people in quarantine, um, I not only made a lot of banana bread, but I also tried to start uh, or create a sourdough starter, which is just water and flour to begin with. And then over time, it generates microbes that are similar to yeast. And that's how you get sourdough bread. So with flour shortages in the beginning, it was a little bit tough because I've had to switch flour a couple times. But you know, something that one of my colleagues at culinary school 
told me when I was starting this about like 75 days ago, my starter is 75 days old, which is nuts. Um, but I called him and I was like, okay, what do I need to know? You've been making sourdough for quite some time. He's like, look, the only thing you need to know about sourdough is that our grandmothers, grandmothers made this long before Google, long before the existence of scales. You'll read online that you need everything to be exact, that everything needs to be like super precise and that you can't deviate. But if our grandmas could figure out how to make bread, then like you can too. And so I've been using it kind of as an exercise to develop trust with myself that I actually do know what I'm doing because I find oftentimes when I'm cooking, like those insecurities just kind of like creep back on up. And so it's, it's definitely helped with my confidence and it's helped me learn a new skill and, you know, give me something to do during this time. What is something lighting you up right now? Honestly, I feel like with everything going on in the world, what's lighting me up is all of humanity, like a lot of humanity coming together for the greater good. I think that keeping people isolated and in their homes, like has kind of forced out the acknowledgement of this basic human need that like we do need each other. We do need that, you know, while we can't be physically connected, we do need to have that connection. And I think that you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, I've been really proud to see a lot of my friends who have previously been silent on it kind of come out and come together. And I think that that, along with all of the impact that it's had so far, like just in the past two weeks, there's been so many legal changes to our criminal justice system that wouldn't have happened if we didn't all come together right now. So I think while the last two weeks have been very heavy for humanity. What's lighting me up is that there's actual change that's coming from this. And we are at a turning point as a collective that people are understanding how much we need each other and how much, how important it is to lift each other up when you're not be like when that person's not being heard. I love it. What is something that most people don't know about you? They don't know about me. You know, what's funny. I actually, I thought of this, earlier because I always get tripped up by the fun fact like thing and and I just now it's like completely out of my memory and I'm like oh my god I I came up with a fun fact intentionally today something that most people don't know about me well I guess it's that I've been engaged twice I feel like a lot of people don't know that about me (laughs) um a lot of people are just like oh yeah like you know I I look like I'm younger a lot of people think that I'm very early in my 20s, if not, e- not even 20 sometimes. Um, so people are very surprised when I say that I'm um, married and that I almost got married before. Um, but I would say a lot of people don't know how big of a nerd that I am. I love Star Wars so much. Um, and I, I actually, I have like Star Wars art and Star Wars like action figures like everywhere in my apartment and I was actually very fortunate that my husband really loves it too because it's my sick movie like I watch I watch probably all of the movies I mean now there's getting to be a lot but um when there were just six I would watch all of the movies at least once a year um and anytime I have a sick day I immediately watch Empire Strikes Back. What motivates you? I think what motivates me is like what motivates me is the ethical responsibility that i feel 
to leave this planet and the communities around me better than the way that I found it. And it's something that my Nana used to tell me all the time, like when we would go to a public bathroom, I always asked her, I was like, why do you take extra paper towels to wipe down the sink? And she said, because when you enter a space, you leave it better than you found it for the next person. And that has been something that has empowered me throughout my entire life to better myself, to help better the people around me, to continue to learn, just because I feel like we have such an opportunity that even if it's just slightly better, it's still better. And that's definitely what motivates me to continue my education with, you know, sustainable and ethical food sourcing. It motivates me to be a better person and partner in my relationship. And it motivates me also to be a better friend, daughter, stepsister, all of all of that, just because I want, like, if someone comes into their day with me, I would like them to have a better day after you know, being around me and figuring out how I can do that. And what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? I would like to tell my 20-year-old self to trust yourself and trust your gut because I think in so many ways we're conditioned to look for the answers elsewhere throughout our entire lives. And I think that we do have a lot more answers within us than are outside of us. If something feels wrong, go inward into why that feels wrong. If something, if you don't feel confident enough to do something, then ask, why don't I feel confident to do something? Like, would reading a book help me feel better because then I know a little bit more? Would refreshing my skills help me? Like, there's so many things that you can find within yourself. And I think I honestly didn't. I haven't trusted myself and sometimes I still struggle with trusting myself, but I haven't really trusted myself until like up until the past year. And I just, I look back and while I don't have any regrets as to how I live, I feel like my young 20 year old self could definitely use that piece of advice. Are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Hmm. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've had such a great time talking to you. And um, I love connecting with people during this time via Zoom. I actually didn't know Zoom existed before uh, Corona times. So (laughs) it's it's been a great way that I've really enjoyed like getting to know people. (laughs) Where can people connect with you? People can connect with me um, on my personal Instagram. It's Gia A. Stanley, or on my my chef Instagram, which is always be hungry, and B is just a letter. Or also, you can uh, you can subscribe to my newsletter via my website, alwaysbehungry.com. Yeah, I, I post recipes about once a week, and I'm trying to help develop lists for how you can live a more sustainable life with small changes, so that we can all just do a little bit better every day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.